0: will talk this morning. You may be seated. Thank you, Rebecca. To rescue us, to rescue us from the present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father. Him be glory forever and ever. Amen. I was surprised by my favorite Christmas gift this time. I shouldn't have been because it was for my oldest son who's the best at being thoughtful and it all really started several weeks ago whenever we were together in Atlanta at his apartment and and he's a prolific prolific reader and I found a book that he'd not read yet among all his stuff it was Stephen Ambrose D-Day and I said you need to read this book and I'm going to get this book and I I didn't read it I listened to it 23 hours long book and I was surprised at how deeply moved I was to hear about this story of the D-Day invasion now 80 years ago this June and so this time 80 years ago young men and women in an entire nation were preparing for this and so I've been reading that D-Day thing and then so the gift was Band of Brothers, which is another story that chronicles Easy Company and follows them and I'm five chapters in and it's been a remarkable read. I didn't realize though how, how profoundly moved I would be in thinking about this history and We got a lot on our plates. We got a lot on our minds. It's the beginning of a new semester and it's an exciting time, but I can't help but think what it would have been like 80 years ago when those young people, many younger than you, that lied to get into the military were preparing to try to go rescue Europe, to try to rescue the world from Hitler. Hitler. And this is not a lesson about war or pacifism or any of those things, but if ever there were an argument for a just war, perhaps that was it. And so they're engaged in that rescue mission. 9,000 people are buried in Normandy because of what they did. And one of the things that's moving to me is that Dwight Eisenhower, the supreme commander of the Allied Forces, intentionally chose non-combat troops to lead those first waves because he said a veteran infantry, infantry man is a terrified infantry man. And so they sent those young boys up on those beaches quite literally not knowing what they were in store for and not possibly being afraid because nothing could happen to them. And so I've read that and I've been moved by that. But one of the most moving parts was a complete surprise. And it was the prayer when word began to filter back to the nation that D-Day has happened. Everybody was looking forward to it. They knew that this was being planned for. Europe was anticipating, hoping for it. The Germans were preparing the the embankments and the, the preparation to defend themselves. And then finally the day came. It actually was planned for June 5th because of whether they delayed it 24 hours. And so June 6th, it happens. And the word came back. And this is the prayer of our president. <laughs> the prayer of the president of the United States before an entire nation. And I want to read it to you and commend it to you. And that's the context. Almighty God, our sons, pride of our nation this day, have set upon a mighty endeavor A struggle to preserve our republic, our religion, and our civilization, and to set free a suffering humanity. Lead them straight and true. Give strength to their arms, stoutness to their hearts, steadfastness in their faith. They will need thy blessings. Their road will be long and hard, for the enemy is strong. He may hurl back our forces. Success may not come with rushing speed, but we shall return again and again. And we know that by thy grace and by the righteousness of our cause, our sons will triumph. They will be sore tried by night and by day without rest until the victory is won. The darkness will be rent by noise and flame. Men's souls will be shaken with the violences of war. For these men are lately drawn from the ways of peace. They fight not for the lust of conquest. They fight to end conquest. They fight to liberate. They fight to let justice arise and tolerance and goodwill among all thy people. They yearn, but for the end of the battle, for their return to the haven of home. Some will never return. Embrace these, Father, and receive them, thy heroic servants, into thy kingdom. And for us at home, fathers, mothers, children, wives, sisters, and brothers of brave men overseas, whose thoughts and prayers are ever with them, help us, Almighty God, to rededicate ourselves in renewed faith in thee in this hour of great sacrifice. Many people have urged that I call the nation into a single day of special prayer. But because the road is long and the desire is great, I ask that our people devote themselves in a the continuance of prayer. As we rise each new day, and again when each day is spent, let words of prayer be on our lips, invoking thy help to our efforts. Give us strength too, strengthen our daily tasks to redouble the contributions we make in the physical and the material support of our armed forces. And let our hearts be stout to wait out the long travail, to bear sorrows that may come, to impart our courage unto our sons, where, whosoever or wheresoever they may be. And, O oh Lord, give us faith. Give us faith in thee, faith in our sons, faith in each other, faith in our united crusade. Let not the keenness of our spirit ever be dulled. Let not the impacts of temporary events, of temporal matters, of but fleeting moment. Let not these deter us in in our unconquerable purpose. With thy blessing, we shall prevail over the unholy forces of our enemy. Help us to conquer the apostles of greed and racial arrogancies. Lead us to the saving of our country and with our sister nations into a world unity that will spell a sure peace of peace invulnerable to the schemings of unworthy men and a peace that will let all men All of men live in freedom, reaping the just rewards of their honest toil. Thy will be done, Almighty God. I don't know how that hits with you. But the very fact that a president of the United States would pray that before everyone is remarkable to me. And I really was moved by that one idea of not a a day of prayer, I ask that our people devote themselves in a continuance of prayer. And when I think about, and I don't mean to be trite, but the greatest rescue mission that it's ever been, the mission of the kingdom of God, where Jesus left heaven and came to this world to save us from our sins, to give us life in the kingdom of God and to allow us to live what is genuinely the good life right now, And ultimately in eternity, not only did he do that, but he engages us in his kingdom work. And we become a part of that, the greatest of all missions, living and and helping other people experience the kingdom of God. It's remarkable. And it's too significant a mission to do in our own power. And so I would encourage all of us in this semester to take the advice of this, to be in a continuance of prayer as we rise new each day. And again, when each day is spent, let words of prayer be on our lips, invoking God's help in in our mission and in the mission of the kingdom. In 1964, F.W. Maddox hired an old preacher. I don't think we'd hire him today, guys. His, uh, he didn't have any advanced degrees. His scribbled answer to the question, and Yvonne would have a heartache with this, I think, about uh, accreditation. But his his qualifications to teach Bible were 40 years of hard study. That's what he wrote, 40 years of hard study. His name was Casey bosher He was a 71-year-old preacher when he got here. He was controversial because he taught about grace. And he taught about a man being more significant than a plan. And Maddox brought him in anyway. And he changed the lives of many students here who for the first time heard about the grace of God. And he taught for eight years and then retired at 79 years of age in 1972. And he wrote a couple of books. One is The Way of Salvation. Another is The Gist of Romans. I would recommend them both to you. And I share that with you today because I think it's kind of ironic that this morning I'm in a Bible study with a group of men from that we've been together for years and years and years and now it's a virtual Bible study. And the guy that leads it is in his 90s. And the book that we're using this year is The Way of Salvation. And he said... Uh, you're down there in Lubbock. How's Mosher thought of down there? I wonder if he's thought of. Today I want you to think about a person that shared the story of God's grace. And is still having influence generations later. And I want to encourage you to bathe everything you do in prayer because the impact you might have on this world that will have a ripple effect for generations to come. Blessings on your day. Go with God. Have a good day.